I'm Anna Newton and welcome back to the final episode of season two of At Home With. I can't believe it's the final episode. I can't either. This feels very weird. It feels bittersweet. Yeah, it's it feels sad, but also like this also feels like it's been going on for a long time. So I'm I like, Woo, feel like we've been time. podcasting for about two years with, with this season. And also we had that little two week break. So we're finally here at the final episode. Oh, it's a good one. Oh my God, I've been so excited for this one for so long. But before we get to the bit about our final guests, let's rewind and have a chat about last week's episode with Callie Thorpe, which we received so much feedback about. I think more than ever, I've never noticed like that many tweets and she's been sharing all the feedback on her Instagram I'm so glad that you guys loved it as much as we did Irene on Twitter said every single woman needs to listen to this episode I cried more than once thank you for making this kind of content and sharing so much positivity I actually received a ton of DMs on Instagram and even emails from those sharing their stories of their complex relationships with food and their bodies. Hannah on Twitter said it was her favourite episode so far. And again, we just want to thank Callie for being such a positive influence in our industry and opening up about such an important topic. So thank you, Callie, for that. My sister texted me saying, oh my God, I'm crying my eyes out listening. I know. I mean, we obviously cried during that episode and I definitely cried listening to it back as well. Okay, so I'm going to start with what I've been up to because yours is way more exciting. (laughs) I'm going to get my boring news out of the way. (laughs) I literally just had like a little family housewarming thing. Rich's family came down, my family came. His sister's moving to New Zealand. So we had like a little goodbye thing for Jess. Like my sister as well, which is, I don't know. What's sister's moving to New Zealand? Yeah, if you're a sister, you've got to move to New Zealand. It's (laughs) it's just the new cool thing. So that was nice. I did my first bit of baking in the kitchen. I made an apple cake. I made your cookies. I'm going to make some more next week when you come over so oh you can my test God. them. You made, oh, what apple cake recipe was it? Oh, my mum's. Well, it's Mary Berries from the 70s, but I call it my mum's because she's been making it since the 70s. Oh, um, it's please so share. Good. I'll make it again for next oh, week. Oh, I love an apple cake. So, yeah, it's so good. Um, I'm just getting used to the new kitchen. Oven's a little bit hotter than I'm used to, not going <laughs> to lie, but it's great. It's great. Who so, even are you? <laughs> I know. I'm such like a domesticated goddess these days. Have you even days. ever baked before? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. And this weekend we have a little housewarming party at Lily's. Yeah. And I'm so excited for Mark to see your beautiful kitchen and just home in general. Me too. Can we not go as far as calling it a party? Because it starts at three and most of my kids most of my kids have friends. Most of my friends have kids. <laughs> yeah. More of an afternoon tea, I'd say. Yeah, people are like, oh my God, I can't believe Lily's having a housewarming party in her brand new home. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. It's just like, it's a cool afternoon kind of thing. I don't think there'll be much gin involved. <laughs> no. So, Anna, have you been up to anything interesting lately? Oh, I just had a really chill, like low-key kind of weekend where I announced finally, well, basically since last May I've been writing a book oh my god secretly and Lily has obviously known about this she's been like my book writing doula (laughs) I feel like throughout this whole thing I'm like Lily ah, I need to write a book and she's like okay this is how you do it this is what you do it's been very helpful the book is called an edited life it's a life organization manual for life Oh my oh, god! Oh, she's so new. It's right, you've got months until it comes out. This is brilliant. Oh my god! It's for work, life, and home. There you go. It's split into three sections, and I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing, guys. You have to go pre-order it now. Give her a bit of help. It's going to be out in January. You can, like, you know, New Year, New You. you yeah. You basically, you're buying this book if you want to be like Anna. That's all of us. Oh, I did actually also clean up my kitchen cupboards. I know. We all week. saw it. It was great. And the spice rack of dreams I've purchased and it is incredible. So yeah, if you like that kind of shit, you're going to love this book. And I'm currently editing a book about editing, which is very <laughs> ironic and taking quite a while because I've written too many words. Oh, oops. Um, but yeah. What a it's problem to have. so exciting. And all of your lovely comments and emails and DMs and anyone who pre-ordered or is going to borrow it from the library. Much appreciated. I'm so excited to read it. Very proud. So now this project is done, we're on to a new one. (laughs) Yeah, Anna wrote a book whilst doing a podcast. Can we all just point that out? Thanks, Lily. And writing a blog and everything else. Thanks, Lily. Jesus. (laughs) Okay, so let's get on to talking about our final guests, who are easily the most requested guests we've ever had for At Home With. It's Caroline Hirons and Ruth Crilly, our very good friends. Um, They're also a pretty big deal in the industry. I'm sure you guys have heard of them. They are hilarious we recorded this episode back in the summer it was really hot on that day wasn't it yes Ruth when we arrived wasn't actually there I sat in her garden for an hour 
there you go <laughs> just sunbathing classic Ruth classic Ruth and when we went to visit her and her husband and her two kids over in her new home in the countryside along with Caroline and we played in the sandpit we ate a pizza each and mm. somehow we managed to squeeze in recording this podcast I'm actually really impressed we managed to do it because I was like, there's no way that's going to happen. We're just going to chat all day. But it did. It did. The topics we cover are vast, from how each of them began their blogging careers to why they don't want to go to space. You know, all the essential (laughs) topics we covered. From their fear of submarines to what Ruth defines as the smoky bullshit that shrouds online influencers. I really love that bit. We really chat about the word influencer and why we think it sucks too. Although my favourite part of the conversation is when Ruth is talking about a haunted house that she almost bought and asks Lily and I why we are both crying of course it's happy like hilarious tears and actually when I was listening back to this episode this morning I was crying again she's mad um this interview is an absolutely wild ride and I'm not really sure we could even call it much of an interview yeah, we, we always knew we wanted to do them together just as like yeah. a bit of a kind of ending we always knew this was going to be the we, final we wanted episode. to go out with a bang yeah but we this were like this is a bang it's not going to be like a normal episode out no. of at home with it's going to be completely insane we do also cover more serious topics like bringing up kids family politics and the future of the blogging world but prepare yourself for the part where ruth calls <laughs> lady parts a fangita and caroline calls it a self-cleaning oven it's definitely a peek into our daily whatsapp chats it really is sure. yeah we message every day and this is the level that we message at so you guys are missing out it's absolutely nuts i'm sure you're gonna love it so here is at home with Caroline Hirons and Ruth Crilly. Okay, so we are well aware that this episode is going to get completely out of hand. It's going to have no order to it and we're all going to become a bit hysterical by the end. But it's going to be great. I don't know what you mean. I don't (laughs) envy Amy having to edit this down (laughs) from the two hours that it's probably going to be. We've got a special guest with us. Angelica, do you want to say hello? Yeah. Hello. Hi, Angelica. How old are you? You're three. Yeah. Oh. Do you like having us at your house today? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to play after this, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. go, I'm playing garden. I like bit TV. Yeah, and watch yes, TV. Yes, and watch TV with, with Auntie Caroline. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so do you guys want to introduce yourself and say, like, what kind of content you create? I am Caroline and I create predominantly beauty content with the odd bit of ABBA karaoke thrown in. I feel like Caroline should say, I am Caroline and I create Havoc. Yeah, (laughs) that would be such a good tagline. Havoc.com. Havoc Havoc with irons. Havoc with irons. irons. (laughs) How very dare you. (laughs) And Ruth? I am. Do we say our names as well, or is it people know who we are? People will know. People will know who you are because you are the most requested guests for at home with. Yeah, but I've got to be able to speak into the furry bit. Look, (laughs) right. I am Ruth Crilly, and I. I suppose I do beauty content as well. Although in the past couple of years, it's become a lot more sort of family lifestyle interiors orientated as well. Just a bit of everything, really. My most popular things when I write about absolute randomness your backgrounds into blogging are quite different so Lily and I both had like PR and marketing backgrounds Ruth you were a model for how many years we are Um, still a model now I started in the year 2000 and then really I sort of wound it down when I started a model recommends so that was about 11 years later 10 years later but you started your blog in that kind of interim period. Yeah, exactly. So you were yeah. a working model and you had your blog. So basically modelling, I'd, I'd sort of gone as far as I could, blow my own trumpet, <laughs> in this country because you become a bit stagnant and everybody's seen your face and you sort of need to move markets. So I needed to go to Milan or Paris and or New York and, and sort of start again in a way, but I didn't want to because I'd got married and just hated being away from home. And at the same time, I'd noticed a couple of these things popping up called blogs and it seemed like an amazing way of getting my writing out there. And I was starting my MA in writing as well at the time. So it just all came at the right time. But I just wanted to write, really. That was always my plan B. Well, my plan A. And modelling went on longer than it was ever supposed to. Uh, So it was just a a perfect way of of being able to do it. Are you right there? Yeah. (laughs) Was it always called a model recommends? Yeah, that's amazing. What a great name to have from day one. See, Daddy. Okay. 
Oh, and Modern Recommends. Yeah, so I had this idea that I had all these sort of beauty anecdotes and things that I wanted to share anyway. I always hate saying this because it sounds really mercenary or really sort of commercial, but I did have the plan for Modern Recommends when I thought of it. I had the sort of end game in sight. And I suppose whenever I do stuff, I always sort of want to do it properly or I can't be asked to do it and so it's 100% or it's nothing exactly yeah and I knew where I wanted to end up which is what it is now and so from the very beginning everything down to the name was sort of tailored towards that I suppose it was before the term influencer was even conjured up oh from the depths of hell, hell. um <laughs> we have to talk about that in a bit yeah, yeah we definitely. will before that had even been imagined as a thing that's what I had thought that I was going to do and it's your writing that's always stood out, I think, and made you different from other bloggers because that is your thing and you write so well and your blog posts are hilarious. Oh, thanks, Lily. And I think, Caroline, what makes you stand out from everyone is that you've had this like huge career before your blog. You know, a lot of people kind of start with their blogs or do it after uni and you've had, I mean, I, I don't even know, like as a close friend of yours, I don't even know all the jobs that you've had. So can you tell I'm us sure about your, like, your background <laughs> and what you were doing before blogging? What I'm still doing now which is what I call my real job, which is working in the beauty industry. So I, I've been working in retail since I was 15. Then I went to sort of boring secretarial work, which is just not me. Imagine me. No, that's not good. <laughs> I'm very good at organising. I was an excellent personal assistant. But then I started on the shop floor and then progressed to management and then progressed to things like Space NK management and then ran Shantikai. And then once I worked for a few brands, I thought, actually, I just need to work for myself. You know, there are certain people who do really well. They fit into that cog of they can work for people and they, you know, they can sit and have an appraisal from someone who's 15 years younger than them. I can't do that. So I would have an appraisal and be like, oh, my God, literally, I was at gigs before you were born. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> so <laughs> I thought I just better work for myself. I was working as a consultant in the industry, helping sort of relationships between brands and retailers and... And then in 2010, I started the blog just as a bit of fun on the side. I mean, literally. The beauty mouth. Yeah. Well, it was mother's mouth oh, at the yeah. very beginning. Was it? Yeah, it was mother's mouth. And then I quickly learned that my kids would not be happy with me sharing their stories online. So I thought, well, that'll be a very short-lived blog. <laughs> and that started because, you know, as you guys all know, because you're on my personal Facebook, our family is a bit like the Osbournes in London. So meet that, the Osbournes. That describes it perfectly. Yeah. yeah. You are. So You're Sharon. A bit mental, a bit sweary, <laughs> you know, a bit sort of non-corporate, really. And Jim is so not Aussie, though. He's not Aussie, no. No. No, but he is irritating in the same vein, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but, but we, um, so we started with the sort of funny stories, and I'd only done a couple, and I thought, actually, I could just save this to my personal Facebook and actually talk about what I know and what I'm obsessed with, which was beauty. And so I still consult for brands, obviously on a bigger scale these days. And so, yeah, my, my sort of office is now split into a filming blogging side that I can shut the doors on. And then my worky side, because I still consider my work my job. The blog is now just a bigger hobby, which is insane if you think about it. And it's made your blog really stand out and be different because unlike most beauty bloggers, us included, like me and Anna, I guess... Ruth, maybe as well, although I feel like yours is more fresh. Um, <laughs> we kind of just try products and say what we think, whether we like it or not. You're a specialist. Yeah. You're experienced, you're educated in that world of skincare. So you're coming at, at it from the approach of these are the ingredients which are shit. These are the ingredients which are good. Whereas me and Lily are like, we feel like it makes our skin feel really soft. You have the, you have the education and the knowledge behind yeah. it. I love the font. <laughs> the packaging is amazing. <laughs> How do you think that's changed your blogging experience? Because you must get the sort of questions you get compared to what we get. It's so much more intense. Yeah, I mean, it's, I basically had to tailor, in the early days, I would do a review of a product and it would just be, you know, this is a cleanser of so-and-so, and I'm not really sure how they would say that claim would work. And it was more like paragraphs, whereas now it's very fixed bullet point questions that's the same standard template for every product, which has come at having to answer 4 billion questions after every blog post. And in the end, I thought, if I just keep putting all of these answers into the next blog post, eventually every blog review will answer every single question. Mm. You would think, but no. <laughs> so it literally starts with, name this brand in three words or four words or five words, depending on what mood I'm in and if I can be bothered. You know, so if they're American and organic, I sort of have to go green, American. <laughs> Bless you, Amy. <laughs> That's a first for the whole season. That's happy. 
good. How long have you been holding that sneeze in? <laughs> Poor Amy, our producer, just did her first sneeze of the series for the big oh, grand finale. Oh, well, yeah. so if I was writing about Amy, I'd put sneezes a lot. <laughs> yeah, and then it's literally what's in it, what's not in it, what's good about it, what's not good about it. Everything down to the detail of how many clicks to buy. So in the industry, we would talk about if you're building a website, it's clicks to buy. So if you go onto a website, how many times does your does your customer have to click something in order to get it in their basket and make a payment? So like three is an excellent clicks to buy, you know. So all that sort of stuff. So it's much more in-depth. It's much more like a an in-depth review rather than the odd paragraph of, oh, this is okay. And you also have cheat sheets, which is what mm. drew me to your blog initially, which is kind of like if you have this type of skin type with yeah. all the answers, right? I call the cheat sheets the sort of skeleton and the backbone of the whole entire everything that is carolinehirons.com and I don't say that as like a third person wanker you know oh I really think you're a wanker now thanks thanks Um, (laughs) I would like you to refer to yourself in the third person all the time so (laughs) when Caroline writes a blog post she often (laughs) so my cheat sheets are everything from I think the first one is acne a and then it goes down to what to use and such and such and when the irony is as the blog's got more popular I've had less and less time to write it so I've got so many cheat sheets to do. I still haven't done a proper one on retinol. I still haven't done pregnancy. I still haven't done chemo. There are loads in my sort of list in my brain. But the cheat sheets are so important that I just have to make sure I've emptied the tank before I'm even happy to press publish. You spoke then about your interaction with your audience. And that's something you both do really well. And I think with me and Lily, we're definitely more... I probably reply to people most in YouTube comments and Instagram, Instagram DM... Where do you find you're interacting the most? Is it on your blogs? No. Yeah, because no. blogs are really hard to... I'm glad you're saying that as well, someone who has a really successful blog, because I find it really hard to engage with my audience on my blog. So I, was I engage, but do. only... Uh, I mean, I get tons of comments, especially if it's a review. Mm. But the day-to-day interaction, especially lately, is um, the Facebook group. So not the Facebook page, but the offshoot, the closed group, the Skincare Freaks group, because there's like six and a half, seven thousand 7,000 members, but they're lunatics <laughs> and so one question will lead to 200 comments in 10 minutes of just what does everyone think of this I loved it I hated it I loved it I hate it but this is why but it's a very positive space we've only had to have a block a couple of people and they were bots trying to sell us Chinese things it was weird mm. can I ask what your like audience demographic is what's the biggest age group uh, the, the biggest age group for me I think is 34 to 55 okay what about you Ruth I think mine is the bracket below that, whatever it is. 25 to 35. Yeah, followed by followed yeah. by that one. So where do you engage most with your audience? I do answer quite a lot of blog comments, but I think I find it easiest to answer on Instagram because do you know yeah. what? I feel like they've got faces. Yeah. When you've yeah. got a load of blog comments it's waiting just, to be moderated, yeah. you don't know who they are. You don't know what they're sort of what tone they're writing with. Whereas on Instagram, I feel like it's really instant and also you click over onto their profile and you sort of get a little bit of a gist of who they are, who you're talking to. I mean, I even answer all of the DMs on there quite a lot of the time. Sometimes I don't, but I mean, I there'll be hundreds. I go DMs, but there's hundreds. I find it easy to reply on there as well. You know, it's just mm. one click, reply, done. Yeah. And it's all really relaxed, whereas on a, a blog post. on When I did the uphill, I've now merged the uphill, which was my parenting, ugh, hate that word, <laughs> uh, family sort of blog onto a mod recommends. But the comments on the uphill posts used to be better than my posts. So people would write their own anecdotes and they would be hilarious. I mean, I could Mm. have made a book out of them. And that's what actually inspired me to do the app that I'm launching in a couple of months' time. (gasps) So it's basically for new mums. It's, It's a way for them to read content. You know, it's relevant to them, I suppose. Uh, so when you're up feeding at night and you've, you're sort of lonely and you don't want to be on the Daily Mail again looking at which Kardashian's done what, which is pretty much all you can do in the middle of the night, um, there's content for you to read, but it also allows you to it's, it sort of make user-generated content. So you can either comment on something or you can put a longer post. So it's almost like a blog platform as well. Or I don't know, it's like a hybrid of a blog platform comment system and a forum you know, you can write something as long or as short as you want and other people can then interact with that content. So it's a bit of a logistical nightmare for the people that are building it. But I think that it will work really well. But that's what inspired it because their comments were so good, so thoughtful, so funny. I just thought, and none of them had blogs. And I thought, 
I want to read more of what you're writing. You know, it's really good, really they were, uplifting. They were always really good. Yeah. I used to read your post and then, yeah, yeah. read all the comments underneath. It's really annoying. They're all on Discus at the moment. When I had Discus switched on, I found my comments just, like, took a nosedive yeah. completely. So I don't know whether it's really hard for people to comment on Discus. You just have no, to log in. Once, it's yeah, it stops the mm. spam, but, yeah, I think people, because they have to log in, maybe. Oh, right. Or oh, maybe I'll turn it back on again. Anyway, all my comments are held in there at the moment. I need to put it back in. That but... sounds amazing, though. I think that's going to do so well. I'm so excited for it to launch. Can we just talk about how Caroline... Hello. Hi. As someone who hasn't got YouTube <laughs> as their main platform, <laughs> your numbers are insane. By the time this goes live, <laughs> you would have reached 100 million... Page views on the blog. I mean, how ridiculous is that? It is ridiculous. 100 million... That's insane. And also, I find with you, actually, I find this with both of you, that the most random people will be like, oh my God, I love them. And you're like, what? I didn't even... Like, I just got a DM from, from the company that are designing my kitchen. And she's like, oh my God, Caroline, I can't believe it. And I'm like, what? Since when do you even read vlogs? I, don't you find that? I was going to say, I was like, how can we fit this into the episode? But it's so true. You two are the most out of anyone who I'm friends with, who I know in this industry. If I'm talking to a random person that doesn't even really follow blogs that much, they're like, oh my God, I love Ruth and Caroline. Yeah. Like people are so into what you do. And I think it's because you both have your sort of niches and you just go with it mm. as this industry evolves how do you tune out that noise and just keep you know, it blogs, real blogs get glossier everyone's doing these like highly produced youtube videos and mm. you two just keep it real. yeah keep it keep wrong. it basic <laughs> uh, just a pair of basic bitches really you know aren't we, love? I, I find it really hard because it is really disheartening <laughs> when you see other people's numbers you know like they've got the big sort of overlined lips going on and like lots of makeup which is in you know and like sort of drawn on eyebrow kind of look she's doing the action the hand I'm doing action. the action <laughs> yeah. and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that and it is popular that is what everybody wants and it is really difficult to think oh well why would anybody want what I'm offering but you have to be true to your niche and what you do and I think you have to sort of almost tune out the numbers especially when you have an audience that's quieter like if you've got those younger yeah. fans they're gonna be like oh my god this is amazing when you have that slightly older audience they maybe love your content but don't necessarily comment on it I thought it was really interesting, actually, when Mother of Daughters went offline for a while and she just used to get loads and loads of grief in her comment sections underneath her posts. Um, and then she sort of disappeared. And on every one of Father of Daughters' posts, it was just people saying, where's she, she gone? gone? When's she coming back? And like this overwhelming positivity. And I think that most people that are positive, they're not the ones that comment. Mm. A lot of people just don't. They're I just comment loads on Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... It's, a, it's just so weird, isn't it? It's just a weird old ever-evolving industry. I think for me, I think, it, it, for one thing for me, it's my age. I think if you come into this industry and get the blogging world, as it were, and you get any modicum of success and you're under, say, 25, that must screw with your head. I mm. can't imagine what it must be like to be really, I don't mean like me, I mean like someone who's really like a really famous traditional influencer, as it were, or YouTuber or blogger. How do you even know your own head? Mm. You know, because I only know through being my age, it's easy to block out because it's just noise. Mm. It's just, just, it's totally irrelevant to the the actual reality of my day-to-day life. Mm. So not in a way to be dismissive of my readers and viewers and followers, and I hate that word, but, you know, the people who are out there, more the, I don't really pay attention to what anyone else is doing because mm. I think as soon as you're distracted, you've lost the game. You know, I, I just do my own thing and I'll occasionally go, oh, that's amazing. I never look at something and go, I wish I'd done that. I look at it and go, oh, that's amazing. Well done them. Mm. Good, I don't, for, good for you, not for me. Yeah, I don't have that. I don't have that envy of FOMO. I certainly don't have FOMO or, or the, the envy of youth. God, I would rather chop my tits off than be 25 again. <laughs> Like the Amazonians. They used to do that, didn't they? Is it the Amazonians? Oh, here we go. I mean, would you ever be 25 again? I mean, 25, I thought I was just getting my shit together and I had two kids. Um, 25, what was I doing? God, lost years. You're a moron. I, I mean, God bless you, but you're a moron and you're supposed to be. You're supposed yeah. to be a moron until you hit 30. No offence if you're not, you know. Until you get <laughs> me, I'm like, yeah, Caroline, I'm a moron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> until you hit 30, I just think, and what I mean by that is. Yes, I pass. What, what I mean by that is, let me clarify before everyone hates me. I think your 20s are when you are literally finding yourself deciding if you actually do want to be with that partner, deciding if maybe I'll have kids one day, I don't know, deciding if you're in the right job, you're supposed to mess up and do stuff in your 20s. 
So the, how that correlates with suddenly you've got this big Insta fame or YouTube fame, I have no idea because the pressure must be insane. Yeah, and you're too scared to put a you're foot out of line. You're too scared to put a foot out of line. You're terrified of what people's opinions of you. Whereas when you get to my age, you could give a flying fuck. Look, Gob- Gobby Hirons is out, and this is going to lead Have us onto our, this is going to lead us onto our next question because something we all <laughs> admire about you is your ability to just say what you think and like just not care and like don't you, Ruth, we but were talking I about this the care. other day. But I know I do. she but does. But how care, do you yeah. do it? Talk about like online and like sharing your opinions and. I think it depends how much you care. So for things like the anti-vaccine brigade. Do you want to quickly explain what oh, that was okay. about? So basically, my son had mumps last year. All my kids were vaccinated. We spent a week in critical care in hospital. It was horrific. He would have died without the intervention of the NHS. So we're a very pro-vaccine family. And Kat Von D did a blog post saying that nobody, nobody could possibly know what it's like to be in her shoes and be judged for raising a vegan baby with no vaccinations. And I was just like, you fucking moron. Excuse my French. So I just did a simple Instagram on it just saying, hmm, you have the absolute audacity of having the freedom of this choice because the rest of us follow the herd immunity, da da da. So because I felt so passionately about it, it was a no-brainer. If it's something I'm not that bothered about, I'm not as passionate about it. If I'm passionate about it, it just means I am. But also, you know, I'm old enough and I think I've earned my stripes enough to, to know that there's value to my opinion. It's also how you put it across. I'm more than happy to hear other people's opinions. Doesn't mean I'm ever going to agree with them, unless they're anti-vaxxers. But it <laughs> doesn't mean I'm going to agree with them, but I'm old enough to sort of, and I've been in business long enough to also take the emotion out of things. I think as girls as well, mm. women, sorry. But as women, we are, there is definitely an element of, I, in business, I'm, I behave like a man. And I know that's going to upset people. But that's just the way it is. You know, I don't, I I'm aware of how my tone might be in email, but I'm not going to lose sleep over it. If I need something, I just need the information. I'm not going to do it with flowers and kisses. You know, can you be here at so-and-so? No, great, thanks, bye. It's not like, oh, thank you so much for your time. Like, who else? I have time for that. It's a business. And I'm the same on the blog. You know, it's the boom, boom, boom. If if I've come across as being a bit too aggressive, I think a lot of my earlier posts, when I went back and changed from blogger to WordPress, I went back and deleted like two or three posts. I would just sloppy or I just didn't think carried over very well like 10 years later or eight years later or whatever it was so and definitely if you don't know me my tone could absolutely be aggressive and I do think my tone has changed as the audience has got bigger I've got softer believe it or not (laughs) but it just means that when I am absolutely adamant about something I'll just say well this is how I feel you don't have to agree with me but I'm not going to lose sleep if you don't because I don't I don't base my opinion of myself on the opinion of others if that makes sense. And I think when you're 20, you do that. And it's crippling. It can be crippling when you're a young person to sort of think, oh, I wonder what they'll think of me. Oh, I wonder if, oh, I don't want to upset anyone. I don't want to put a foot wrong. You know, I have people on YouTube every day who go, you, there was a woman on Instagram the other day who said, how terrible to speak of your daughter like this publicly. No wonder she's a handful. Because I'd put a post on Instagram saying that, oh, three sons on their worst day and nothing on their sister. Daughters are a different beast, and they are. <laughs> Daughters are absolutely a yeah. different machine. We've all been one. We all yeah. are one. We all, yeah. we all, we all we know, know we are. You know. And then one of the women underneath had four sons, and she said, boys mess with your house, girls mess with your head. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. But this woman sort of took offence on Ava's behalf, and it was Ava who jumped into the comments and gave her a slapback. It was incredible. Her <laughs> Ava's clapback was just like a mini... She was like, oh, she's my mother. If I've got a problem with her parenting, I'll tell her thank you. I was like, oh, there's my daughter. <laughs> so I just think in terms of speaking your mind, you, if you just speak your mind and you're not aggressive, then what's the problem? Why wouldn't you speak your mind? Why wouldn't you have an opinion? I think when it's written as well, it can come over differently. If somebody yeah. was habitually watching you on Instagram stories yeah. and then you, I mean, you come here and you insult us, like it's tongue in cheek half the time. You're you know much I mean? ruder it's, to me than I am to you. Really? Mm. <laughs> but you know, like you'll come out with something and if it was written down, transcribed, mm. you'd be like, oh God, what's going on there? But it's yeah. not, it's all, you know, yeah. it's just it how it comes from a place of love. Exactly. exactly. You yeah. told me that I had... Melia, was it called Miller? Melia, Melia, oh, yeah, Melia. Like the first time you met me, <laughs> you like got my face really close to you, and you were like, "What is this?" And like pointed under my eyes, and I was like, well, "Okay, Caroline, um, what can I do, Caroline? Um, I'll get rid of them. I will. I will get rid of them, Caroline." She grabbed my jaw, felt up and down my jaw, and went toxins. <laughs> <laughs> 
she was like bumpy jaw toxins <laughs> yeah. that's what I yeah when you did my facial actually I've been doing a lot of jade rolling since trying to get my toxins out let's just talk about hashtag influencer oh where is where is this come from marketing, why is this becoming a, a name a term marketing departments I hate it with a passion that I, I I'd rather be called a Tory I w- oh my God. <laughs> Let's not get political. <laughs> no, I'm not. I once, I once heard you say that yeah. influence is not what we set out to do. It's the after effect or something yeah. like uh, that. Well, that the, the, the term influencer has come from marketing departments who obviously think, well, that person has influence. And then, then it became they're an influencer. And then it became this term that they use for anyone who has any kind of a following on social media. But it takes away from your skill. Mm. It takes away from what you're qualified in. It takes away from what you actually set out to do. And it takes what we do... This is my beef. It takes away from what we actually do, which in my case, I see it very much as a service and makes it about something I can do for them. Yeah. And that's what pisses me off. It's, it becomes, you know... You become a tool. You become a tool. A and Satan's I tool. To, I won't sign a contract that is, has influence on it. <laughs> what do you think they should use instead? Blogger. I don't care. Blogger, talent, even though I hate the term talent even more. That but that's the kind of generic term. Makes me feel like term. I should tap dance. Yeah, yeah same. It makes me feel like I should be Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> What's your special skill? Yeah. Ruth could be model. I, uh, shut up. <laughs> what? You are a model? I, not anymore. Yeah, say that to the 50,000 Instagram people. You put a picture of me, it's like, my God, she's so hot. <laughs> Do you think? Yes, love. I honestly I think you're never hot. think that. I think I've got to I get, would. I'm getting back into my, my mojo. Oh, good. Well, well, to the rest of us, it, you didn't lose you, your mojo. No. Oh, I don't know. Oh. What would you? What would be your preferred? I hate the word blogger. I hate the word blog and vlog. <laughs> sounds like a Klingon <laughs> word for like shitting. <laughs> <laughs> There's not going to be a piece of this they can use. No, I know. We're going to put the explicit on it. Yeah, you have to put the explicit thing on it. This is going to have a really big one Can't you beep, Caroline? Because I haven't sworn. Oh, no, I just did swear tonight. Also, we're going to put a disclaimer to be like, sorry, the levels are mad. Like, poor Amy. Every time Caroline speaks, she's like, oh, turn it down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. Oh, Caroline. Caroline's love your loud voice. Am I too close? (laughs) Creator. I like online content creator. Creator. Yeah. Creator like of all things, yeah. Like yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. What would you guys say is your favourite and least favourite part of what we do? I just like writing. Mm. And when the being able to sort of write it, edit it myself, which is actually not a great part because it'd be nice to have a different set of eyes on it, but that's impossible. And then to be able to publish it and people to see it. I don't know. There's just a satisfaction to that because that's what I always wanted to do. Not necessarily in this form, but, you know, I'm actually doing what I wanted to do, but from my own making, which I think is nice. I and, love that. and your least favourite? I think I'm getting over it now, but the constant sort of having to check yourself before you put something out there and thinking, oh, how will this go down? What will people think? And then when it comes back to it, I mean, as you know, my husband, I won't say his name, but is very much like Caroline. He's much worse than me. He's, he's much worse than you, but he's always said it to me. I mean, we've been together now for 15 years. And so when we got together, I was 22. And he was always like, why do you care what other people think? That's a male thing too. It's do very, you think it yeah, is? Totally. Jim's the same. Jim, Jim is literally WGAF. Who mm. gives her? Like, with yeah, anything. yeah. As he's gotten a bit older, he's softened a bit. And he'll be like, oh, the neighbours are going to think. I'm like, oh. But now it's gone the other way around. And I'm like, oh, now it's you. Yeah. <laughs> I, sp- yeah, so I suppose for me, that whole what other people think of you intensified because it's like you're putting yourself out there in front of so many people. But I think I'm getting over that. So I can't think, I mean, bad things is just the fact that you are working 24 hours a day, every day, really. And unless you turn it off but you can't turn it off because a you love what you do and you want to be doing it bigger and better bigger and better there's nobody to stop you it's not like when you go to a job and they're like right your hours are done now this week stop working we're not paying you anymore you can work as many hours as you want to to make what you do a success and I think all of us have got that in common that Mm. we just wouldn't stop unless somebody made us you didn't take maternity leave did you I did three weeks three weeks really nothing and do you feel if you were to take three months which still is nothing do you think which you keep trying to make me do I know but like do you worry that like people won't be there waiting for you when you come back like what's the worry about taking time off like that well it's an income stream as well isn't it yeah yeah I suppose there's that I suppose it's letting go of the it's like you're slackening the tension Mm -hmm. so I sort of thrive on that high level adrenaline like taut wire 
thing that's going on and um, always just pushing a little bit more than I can manage. And I feel like if you let that slacken, it's almost like a physical feeling that, you know, will everything just go to shit? Who knows? Because I've never done that before. And it's the fear of the unknown. You know, what happens? Like, what happens if you do go away for three months and you come back and you've got to start again? I don't know. I, I suppose I put too much value on... I mean, and everyone always says, no, I, I, take some time off. Everyone will wait for you to come back. And we love reading what you write. But it just feels weird to just yeah. go, see but, ya. But also it's not... Why, you know, we were talking about in the car on the way up. Why would you want to break from something you love doing? Exactly. And when people are like... Oh, just relax, take a night off. You know, if um, one of us is watching TV, which is obviously him, because <laughs> I don't have time, and, and we'll be like, you know, do, just take the evening, do something you want to do. Inevitably, I'll get my laptop and I'll be like, oh, I'll just, mm. I'll write that blog post I've wanted mm. to write for ages. And that is my relaxation, mm. which is sad. No, it's not. But also just shows that, you know, I really do love it. So... Yeah, I suppose that is the worst thing in a way. You did that thing in a job interview where you turn the negative back into a positive. Is that you good? Love what oh, you do. Are you tired? When they say, like, what's your downfall? I used to be like, oh, sometimes I'm, I'm just, I get places too early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just too dedicated. Yeah. Um, some people have said I'm too sexy. <laughs> Caroline, what would be your favourite and least favourite part of what we do? Uh, it's all good. I think the favourite is... When I'm in the zone, when I'm writing a blog post that I know is going to trigger interest, I get goosebumps. When I'm, when I'm in the zone, I go, oh, this is good shit. This is good. <laughs> and then people know, like, if my, my niece works for me as my sort of, like, office manager stroke PA, i.e. and we so PA is parcel, mm. parcel woman. Yeah. Um, and she, she can tell if I'm in the zone because she'll just come and put a cup of tea quietly on the desk and walk away. And I'm like, thanks, Luke. <laughs> um, and I don't think there is a worse part. I think we are so incredibly lucky and privileged to be working in media, online, to be alive in 2018. Not to sound like Oprah, but literally, you know, it's like the best time ever. If you think about what our parents went through, what our grandparents went through, you know, my parents were a product of the Second World War. My grandparents were all in the war. And I think, why would I have the audacity to complain just because I work 24-7? You know, mm. like Ruth, it's not... And I love what I do. I love all aspects of it. I love the consulting part of my job, which means I have to do a conference call at 8am or 8pm because there's people in LA or people in the Far East. And yes, there's 4 billion comments a day, which can be draining. The only time I have a niggle is when, because I get asked a lot for advice, as you know, it's, and it's literally as simple as when people shout at me and don't say please or thank you. Mm. Best SPF for oily skin. And it just takes me all my strength not to retweet it and go, I don't know, what is the best SPF for oily skin? <laughs> but, that, but that's nothing. And the scale of things, it's nothing. You know, when I think of what blogging and working and the job I've done has bought my family, why would I complain? Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'd have to be a right dick to complain about my life. Yeah. Oh, I feel so Can I just say on a, on a little side note that for the last two minutes I've been trying to work out what year it is. Caroline said 2018, and I looked at you two like, it, it's 2017. I was thinking, why is nobody pulling her up on that? No one's even well, batted an eyelid. Welcome to 2018. Thank Ruth. you very much. <laughs> and did you enjoy your maternity leave? I did, yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> I took three months off. Is everyone still there? <laughs> Speaking of what year we're in mm-hmm. and, and the future, which you thought Caroline was talking about. Caroline is in the future. So yes, yeah, she is. Back to the future. Yeah. It's the age-old question that we get asked all the time and we're like, we don't know, but we're going to ask you, maybe you know, have some ideas. Where do you think this industry is heading? The, the sort of this blogging online world that's been created in the last 10 years. So much has changed just this year alone, I feel like. Instagram yeah. TV and Snapchat's that's, gone. And I, I feel like everything, everything's becoming more instant and more reactive. You know, people still love writing and... That's what I love. So I don't want that to go. And I think that it's moved away from that slightly, but I think that it'll go full circle because people want more solid content as mm. well that they can refer back to. And there's a lot of just smoky bullshit out there. Don't, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like, smoky just, <laughs> that isn't like even a, a phrase. flavor. <laughs> smoky <laughs> bullshit. Oh my God, yes. But it's like, there's a lot of people 
just throwing around information that's not true. It's like just fake news on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. You know, people with absolutely no sort of credibility or expertise in any kind of area, just talking shit. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of people realise that. And a lot of it is very scratch the surface and it's all just not real. It's like this big sort of balloon that you could put a pin in and there's nothing underneath. There's nothing of any substance. And it's all very fun for the moment. And it's fun, I think, for certain age groups as well. I don't know. I just don't know how long that can last. Like the pink tinged pictures and all that kind of stuff. That's, you know, I look at a lot of Instagram stuff and it just makes my eyes hurt. And I just don't, I sort of, I suppose I'm the wrong age, but it just doesn't appeal to me. I think there needs to be more personality. There needs to be more personality, I was personality, listening to yeah. and I was like, why am I not really engaging with this? And I was like, oh, it's because I don't really know the person who's trying to give me this information. I don't know anything about them. Mm. I think that's where you guys have done so well is you, you have personality, you put it into what you do and people just want to feel like they know you. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. What about you, Caroline? I have no idea. Who I have knows? no idea. Fair I talked to someone who I'd had say. a Saturday job in retail, you know... I was around when mobile phones first came out. I was around when the first computers came out with dial-up. You know, you... Oh, yeah. I had that. And they're like, oh, you know, yeah. and, and that to us was like, wow, email. You know, I had to be in an office where we had to type on paper and then post the letters. So when people say... Tie it to I'm a like, pigeon's foot. <laughs> yeah, literally. Off you go, Freddie. <laughs> Caroline will be there the at her home. Yeah. So I don't, I have no idea. I just think if you embrace it and go with it, but, you know, who knows? I I don't know. I mean, hopefully, like Ruth said, some of the more qualified and ex- expertise sort of will come through. But also, I think if you're true to what you do and you do what you know, your head isn't turned by all of these other colourful things going on. Whatever happens to media, you can adapt to it, can't mm, you? Yeah. So it's just, I almost think sort of who cares what happens to it as long as you have... Your flexible. Yeah, as long as you've got something to say, you will find a way of saying it, whatever happens to that media. You know, there are a lot of people that are reactive to the media. So they've set up Instagram accounts and they've become Instagram stars because Instagram exists. But on a different platform, there would be absolutely nothing to say. And so I think that the people that have got something to say, not to, I'm not casting shade. Is it casting shade? Throwing shade. throwing shade. I am not throwing shade on the people that have done that by any means. So I think everything has got its place. But all I'm saying is for the people that have got something to say, there will be a way for them to say it. New opportunities happens. will open up. Exactly. You're going to be blogging in space. I would not, not go to space. space. I'm oh, thank you. I'm so. Like, oh if I'm, I'm, if not, I'm not skiing, if I'm not skiing, I am definitely not going into space. No, I'm not going skiing. And I would add space to the list of things I have no intention of doing. Okay, ever. let me ask you this question ever. then. You have to spend a week in a submarine or a week in a rocket in space. Which would you go for? I'd kill myself. <laughs> Same. I feel like that. Same. I would do neither. Neither. No, but you have to. Gun to your head. Submar- submarine. 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 Would you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah submarine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's fade out. <laughs> this is where it fades out to the middle section with music. Fade out. <laughs> Okay, so this past year has seen some huge changes for both of you. Ruth, we're in your home, which is gorgeous. And you've recently... When did you move here? When? Yeah. Uh, the 29th of November. <laughs> but like, so only last year? Yeah, so how many months is that? Six months? Yeah, wow. Months? And it's quite a big change for you, Yeah. It? Yeah, it was crazy. I, I don't know what we're thinking. <laughs> what were you <laughs> thinking? <laughs> Right, so what happened was <laughs> we were moving closer into London because we found this house in Epping Forest and it was incredible. I didn't like that house, by the way, for the record. No, nobody liked it. There's yeah. lots Every of time... links being thrown around our WhatsApp group for a while, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, there <laughs> yeah. were, yeah. And Caroline was like, that looks like Rod Stewart's old house. <laughs> was it you that said that? <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't a compliment. And the thing is, it was supposed to be like, for me, I think that I went slightly mad after I had Ted. I didn't take any maternity leave. All I wanted to do was move. I couldn't even go back to my house. And it was a lovely house. We'd only just finished renovating it. But I couldn't go back there without just being like, ah, I've got to get away from here. And I think it was almost like a need to escape. Not escape my life, because I was so lucky. You know, it's fine. But you almost have that thing when you've got a new baby. Like, oh my God, get me out. Just take me out of this for a week. You know, like give me a week's holiday. And I think that moving just became this obsession. So anyway, we were going to buy that one. It was never right for me. It was very right for Mr. AMR and it would have been brilliant for work because we were like closer into London. 
but it fell through at the last minute on the exchange day and we could have pushed for it probably to make it happen but we were just like you know what it's a sign so we left it then we couldn't find anywhere to live we had to move out of our house because we'd sold it and we had nine days to find somewhere that would do a short-term let that took a dog and a cat and there was just nowhere and two children yeah and two children (laughs) and would cater for us for as long or little as we needed because we had to find a new house and so our friend had a house free in Bath as you do uh, he was between tenants and he said look why don't you take that It was really funny because when I wasn't sure about the house that we were buying, Mr. AMR said, look, you show me then. I'll search the whole country for your ideal house. And at that time, this house that we live in now was on the market. And he said, what about this one? And I was like, oh, my God. I almost cried. I was like, that is the most perfect house I've ever seen. But A, it's like ridiculous. And B, I looked at where I was. I was like, it's in Somerset. Why are you showing me one's in Somerset, you idiot? And then this got sold. And we were going through with our house. And then when we moved back to Bath, the week we moved there, this came back on the market because the sale fell through. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so it was between this one and another one that was closer towards Bath but haunted. (laughs) <laughs> which I think is still on the market. And, um, Funny that. Yeah, like the guy, the guy that lived there, all his family had died of cholera or something in the upstairs. And then I was reading this thing on Google and it said, and then as his fourth and final son lay dying and coughing to death, he took a gun from his desk and shot himself through the head in the parlour. And I was like, oh, fuck that. No chance. <laughs> I'm like practically crying by this point. Can you imagine? It was so bad. And it had like cellars. And why are you two crying? Because of the sun. Just the way you tell a story just makes me like... Anyway, so that one was just ridiculous. It was just rambling. And I would have been scared to have ever been on there on my own. And then this came on the market. came to see it. I made Mr. AMR go outside with the kids and the estate agent. And I walked around it by myself because I'm such a scaredy cat. And I hate being places by myself if they freak me out. And I went and sat in every single room and imagined if I was in it on my own. And even though it's big and it's like old and creaky and, you know, quite mad, it should have freaked me out, you know, because I'm a jumpy person. I sat in every room and I just got such an amazing feeling from it. And I thought, no, this is the one. Like, it's even not creaky bits... at all. No, it's, it's not, not creaky, creaky but I mean old yeah. and, you know, it's got a history, you know. There must have been a lot of people that have lived in this house. Do you know, my client at L'Oreal, her granny grew up in this house. There's another house around the corner, and they were seat of the lord and lady of the village, I suppose. I don't know It's a how beautiful it works. place. Are yeah. you still addicted to right move? That's the question yeah, I need I am. to ask. You I are. Am. I am. Um, but for things like, I don't know, I, I look at places like for my mum or, you know. Okay, I just, so you're no longer looking for yourself. Oh, you're God, looking for no. me now. No, no, I look for Caroline. Yes places in the vicinity <laughs> now and again I have a little look I'm nosy it's quite close-knit around here so everyone sort of goes to Babington House which is just that's like my local pub basically it's not a pub but that's where I go to my exercise class and you know people say oh yeah I live in that house in whatever village and they're like oh the one that was on in 2016 and everybody <laughs> knows every single house has been on the market so you say oh I've moved to this one like oh that one oh yes okay yes we yeah. knew blah 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 who lived there and it's you know everyone knows everyone and there were, there were a couple of things that on paper there were things that were absolute deal breakers for me when we were looking for a house that we've ended up <laughs> settling for because I love the house so much and one of them was it had to be on the outskirts of a village so I could walk them to a good local school nope got to drive to a school just you know there's just stuff that I completely sacrificed because I thought oh, I just love the house which in a way is weird because once you're in a house you sort of get used to it after about a week and you don't really it's not like you go around your house going oh I love this I love my ceiling <laughs> oh you know you don't go like lounging in a window oh look at my window <laughs> I would if I lived here I'd be in the yes. window the whole yeah, time but you don't because oh, the you, windows are unreal you start to just get used to things you know not to be unappreciative of them but you just you live life you know mm. But yeah, it's amazing and I'll never grow bored of it. You actually live quite like opposite lives now because Caroline, you live like quite central London and have done for... Forever. Ever. 26 years. Yes, you're at the other end of the scale. Until I persuade her to move out here. Oh, I won't need persuading. Get Max through the last two years of school and then we're done. You're out of there. Out That's of there. the plan. Out yeah. of London. Yeah. Next Can door you to move close though? Yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, I always wanted to come out this way. We love a bit of Bath. Mm. Daniel was conceived in Bath, TMI. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, <laughs> do you know? 
Oh, I'm not going to say how to <laughs> Wait, no. in bath or in a bath? Bath. Oh, right. Bath, is, bath would be too squeaky. In a bath, God, no. Imagine. Well, what about me looks agile, Lily? Actually, we already know you don't like baths. You just got rid of also, it. Also, the water would... Li- you'd have to empty the bath. Oh, God. Oh, there like, we the go. Water would just be tangent everywhere. alert. Tangent <laughs> alert. Also, bubble bath is not good for the fangita. No, it's not. You're not really supposed to wash inside the bits, are you? No, you're not. Oh, my God. Oh my God. It's a what? self-cleaning oven. Yeah, it's a self-cleaning, self-cleaning oven. oven. Wow. I'm a bit ambassador for the Eve Appeal ladies. I have all of these sentences. I could go on for hours. Oh. Want to come back and see my self-cleaning oven? <laughs> hey, you want to put your baguette in my self-cleaning <laughs> oven? <laughs> we knew this is where it gets Yeasty. to. Because we thought it was interesting that Ruth is on the other end of the spectrum with two young kids. You're on the complete other end with Thank two God. kids that have gone. Yep. They've flown the next. How has that been? <laughs> get out. Love you. Get out. People are like, oh, are you really sad? Your sons have moved out. I'm like, no. I see them every day. I come home and they're like, what's for dinner? I'm like, you don't live here anymore. You come for dinner every day. Yeah, but no, they'll just come around and go, are we having takeout? I'm like, oh. You are like the most ovary-triggered person I know. Whenever she sees a baby, she's like, oh my God. I've never known anyone to grab more babies and munch their faces than Caroline. Yeah, my nipples it's still re- go hard. Oh. <laughs> are they so going that- hard now, thinking about it? No, I get goosebumps. No, then my left one's gone hard. Yeah. I, when I yeah. see when I see those <laughs> tiny babies that their squidgy. legs are all like I like squidgy. Still. I like six months is my like proper ovary like explosion all... age. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, we're at the end of scale, thank God. Caroline, how old are your kids? Twenty six. 24, 16 and 13. Max is 14. There's like three months of the year where there's an exact 10-year difference between both groups. They were born 91, 94 and 01 and 04. Makes it easy for me to remember. <laughs> What's the, um, the pecking order like when teenagers get added into the mix? I mean, obviously you're still like, you're head of the household. You're you the would queen. think, but then oh. Ava would challenge that on any level. So Is Ava the queen of the house? No, she is in her own head. Right, okay. Yeah, she's princess in waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Who gets the TV remote? <laughs> Please, me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a very good dynamic. You know, I think one daughter is enough. God bless your family for having three, Lily. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So the boys moved out into their own shared flat. I think that's, that's kind of sweet. Cute. It's sweet they went together. Yeah, it won't last. February, the lease is up. They'll be splitting up. It's fine. <laughs> but, you know, it was nice to get them out the door. It's like, bye. What, are they not getting on in their flat? Yeah, no, they get on. I think it was just like a nice starter stage. You yeah. know, it's almost like, okay, let's move out, you know. And then Ava starts college in September. Max has got his sort of GCSE years coming up. And then we're done. And I've said to all of them, don't even think about making me a grandmother until you've got a good hey, job Caroline, and you can afford head childcare. Do child you fancy care. a house near Bath that's um, had a man shoot himself in the head? <laughs> <laughs> it's still for sale. Is it going cheap? Still <laughs> still <laughs> See, I could totally live in a house like that because I don't do ghosts. Do you down not? Price, knowing you. Yeah. What's so bad about this story is that I actually even still put an offer in, even though I was shit scared. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when, when we were looking around, I was like, uh, where have you gone? Where have you gone? I'm still in the first bedroom. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't be scared if you were there because, I mean, what ghost would mess with you? Oh, fair enough. It just wouldn't happen. But you girls, you stick together. Do you think the mother-daughter thing? Because there's only We have two a very different you. relationship and it took us a while to navigate that. So Jim is obviously, I mean, the first time he had to change Ava's nappy was hysterical because he'd only done boys. And so when he was changing her nappy, you could tell he was just like, this is unusual. I don't really know how, how am I supposed to clean the innards, you know? <laughs> And so as she's got older, it's been easy for me to navigate because I just, I know there are, there's nothing she can try and pull on me that I didn't do. There's nothing. I used to hitchhike around the country to go to gigs. So, you know, when she's like, oh yeah, I'm going to so-and-so's house. I'm like, oh good, because I'll check your phone later. I'll do find my iPhone. And if you're not there, I'm going to cancel your phone contract. <laughs> and she's just like, open mouth. Is that quite <laughs> a the phone contract threat? Always. All oh, right, okay. Always, always phone. People are like, oh, I'll take your phone off you. I'm like, no, I will cancel your contract. Mm. And they're like, <gasps> The boys, it's easier because as a mother, there's only certain things that you need to know. You know, you kind of leave it to the husband. And what I've learned is the husbands don't have that chat that we do as girls. Don't they? No, they don't bother. They huh. assume that their mates will tell them or that they've worked it out for themselves, apparently. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I was the one who had to say, can you not play with your penis, please? You're three. Go and do it in your bedroom. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Do whatever you want to do. But can you do it? Like, you've passed the age where it's a... a you know, I seriously sort of... thought that before you said you're three, you were talking about Jim. <laughs> Jim, can you not play with your penis, please? You're 55 years old. Come on. Jim, get in the bedroom. If you're going to play with 
your winky. <laughs> Not so, when mother's but, here. <laughs> but with, with Ava, it's a different... It's just a... Girls are just, like we said, a different beast. So it'll be interesting to see what the next few years hold. But I... <laughs> face when she said that. I, I'm just <laughs> like... You know, she's just... Uh, pff, the, uh, speechless. At least once or twice a day, we're both just speechless. Because <laughs> teenage girls are just in a... And even... Teenage boys, you know, Ava has a boyfriend who should remain nameless because it's her private life, but he came in and depending on how they've been behaving, he's either allowed to call me Caroline or Mrs. Hirons. <laughs> so he came in and he was like, hi, Caroline. I went, mm-hmm. And he went, oh, sorry, Mrs. Hirons, <laughs> which I just do for crack because I think it's funny. I said, so what's happening with school? Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, my mum said I might have to go to the college. It's, anyway, the college turns out to be not close to home. And I said, oh, she's not going to be happy about that, meaning Ava. And he went, trust me, she's made her feelings very clear. <laughs> and Jim looked at him as if to go... I know how you feel, mate. Sorry. <laughs> how rude. <laughs> how rude. Oh, I can't handle the thought of Angelica having a boyfriend. One day. Oh, See, we're all in this bubble. Like, you've got young kids. We haven't got any kids. We're in this bubble, I feel like, where we can just decorate our homes as we like. And do that room, that colour, <laughs> ah. and that carpet, that colour. What's it like when you have grown-up kids? Like, do you get special interior taste? Does it just go out the window until they move out? We have just taken the big bedroom... And we've lived in that house 25 years. We've just taken the big bedroom. Did you buy a bigger bed? We gutted the room. It had to be gutted because it was a teenager's room for years and it was a pit. Mm. It was like a a DOS house. (laughs) So, yeah, when they're teenagers, you don't bother. Having Ava is costing us money because she's suddenly like, now she's, you know, she's got a room. She's like, I need a dressing table, I need a bedside lamp, I need this, I need a lamp here. Mother, I've got no storage for my underwear. Like this whole, you know, whereas the boys, Max, you open his room and it genuinely looks like a bomb has gone off. Mm. Max wears uniform and he looks at me and Max's favourite animal is a sloth. And I think that's very character dependent as well. So he's on a 10 second delay. So you're looking for Max, where's your school bag? <laughs> Just air. It's nothing. Tumbleweed. And I'm like, dude, focus, focus, focus. What? Oh, what? Yeah, no, I'll have toast. No, we've moved on from that. We've moved on from that. Where's your school bag? So he could care less. Whereas, yeah, she's just, the home life is very different now the boys have moved out. We put a lock on the door for the first time in 25 years. And Jim said, why are we putting a lock on the door now? All that stuff we did years ago was when they were asleep. And I'm like, and you're like, come in here, baby, and I'll show you. I said, because it's a bigger room and now we can walk around the room naked if we want to. You can. And then he was like, oh my God, we've never been able to walk around the room naked. And none of that means sexy time. It just means <laughs> bit of freedom, he bit literally freedom. is like, if I want to scratch my balls, I'll scratch my balls. But you just, when you've got four kids around the house for 25 years, literally, you know, because there was a point where I walked out into the hallway in a t-shirt and knickers and two strange boys were in my hallway. And I was like, uh, you don't belong to me. Which room have you come out of? And they were like, oh, hi, Caroline. Yeah, we're friends of Ben and Dan's. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in my underwear. Fantastic. So that's why we have a lock on our You'll door. You'll get it back and you'll be like, finally. And then they'll move back home again like no, I have. No, they're not allowed back. And I've said to them, don't even think about making me a grandmother until you've got, you can afford childcare because I'm not going to be a nanny. Sorry about that. Amazing. Mm. Ruth, can we talk about your like interior taste? How you've even started going about decorating this place because it's quite intimidating so far i've got lights good and that's pretty yeah. much it <laughs> everything else is just what they had done the people that were here before they were very classic i mean she had amazing taste so it's all just sort of like farrow and ball whites and greys throughout the whole house which is quite nice because it's a blank canvas but they had just lots of georgian antiques and incredibly expensive pieces of furniture and it was all just sort of white and mahogany and whatever which isn't our taste we're really into mid-century modern and quite contemporary things, which is how I thought the whole thing would be kissed out. So we've got quite mid-century lights and stuff like that. But as I've lived in it more, you know, I quite like the like Louis XV style beds and mirrors and stuff like that. And I'm a bit like, oh, I wish I'd just sat here for six months and just got used to it and how you live in it rather than... We've only bought lights, so it's yeah. fine. See, but you're good. I would, I would go ape in this place. Mm. Oh my god, this room would be like bright yellow. I'd have green curtains, not as horrible as that sounds. I mean, just like it. bright colours. And... Yeah, but I, I suppose I'm not scared of making mistakes, but I'm scared of making expensive mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Paints, paint though, love. Come on, calm down. Oh no, no, paints fine. <laughs> paints fine. But Mr. Amr is the type of person that, it, when we decide on that, that will not change. Then you know, mm. so there's no sort of room for. <laughs> There's no room for errors, so I sort of like to get things What's your right, next thing that you want to do? So we, need, we need furniture. We haven't got a single piece of furniture for this room, living room. 
We're sitting on the floor, or there, there is a sofa. We were just like, it just feels more. Caroline's back. It feels nice. We've got new yeah. carpet in here. So yeah, the carpet's it's really nice, nice to sit on. Carpet, yeah, isn't it? it's comfortable. So that sofa is a Desaidi sofa from the seventies, which we bought thirteen years ago when we first bought a house. I think we bought it for a thousand pounds from a vintage furniture dealer. And what's your favourite part of the house? I actually like it when you go to the top floor, which was the attics, and I suppose might have been like a maid's room or something mm. up there in the Georgian times. And it's a completely different vibe to the rest of the house. So this is all sort of high ceilings, cornicing, coving, plasterwork. You know, it's very grand. And then you go up to there and it's like beams and it's a completely different vibe. And I really like it up there. It's cosy. Also, strange fact, it is a whole 10 degrees warmer on the top floor than it is in the rest of the house. So I think the walls are about two feet thick on this floor and the floor above. And so it just never gets warm in here and in winter it's actually you know it's quite cold but you go up onto the top floor which is why ted lives up there because the back room was so cold in winter i think it was 15 degrees in his bedroom and then we shifted him up and it was like sort of 22 degrees he's like living in the mediterranean up there yeah exactly so i like it it's got a really nice vibe up there my office is up there and the bathroom's amazing and i just sort of escape up there and it feels like a different world separate that was gonna be our final question by the way, guys, this has been so fun. It has been Thank so you for fun. having us. I love our friendship. I love you guys. Oh, we haven't talked about our friendship, have we? People that don't know our friendship will think we're just... Because like it is quite private. I feel like, actually, we yeah. don't really talk about don't, the fact we? that we're friends. Because that's what I love about our friendship. It's not an online friendship. We never we even really group. Instagram each other yeah, when we're together. Yeah, we never take photos or anything together. And I was saying to Anna earlier, our friendship group is ageless. Mm. There's no other example I can think of I when I first became friends with Anna I was like oh she's like two years younger than me like ooh, because normally you grow up with people the same age as you but in our friendship group we're all kinds of ages and I just never think about it like no. it's just I don't even know how old either of you are well apart from Caroline because your birthday's tomorrow it is only, when you told me in the car it's the only time like it's just our friendship group is ageless and I mm. love that I find it so, I feel like I've learned so much from you two though. And I feel like if and when me and Lily have kids, we are going to be like, hello, so. (laughs) Like, especially when your two were young, you would message Caroline and be like, hey, Caroline, I can't get them to sleep. Like, what the hell do I do? And you're like, flip them over on their back and give them a pat on the back. He's got a little red thing on his willy. (laughs) (laughs) Caroline was like, stick some pseudocrem on it. (laughs) And if you tell anyone I said that, I'll deny it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you did say that. <laughs> Never say I said the word pseudocrem. Um, <laughs> but whenever I open my messages and we've got a group chat going on and I see that there's messages, I'm like, my heart just lifts. Mm, yeah. And I think because we all do the same thing and there's very few people you can talk to about it and we're all very just real, it's just so nice to have each other to talk to. But it's so funny because we, we're just like such firm friends and I would see you even if none of us were doing Instagram or YouTube. I mean, it just doesn't, oh, it doesn't even factor colleagues. into our relationship, Not does a day it, really? goes by where our group chat doesn't have at least one or possibly about 150 messages in. Yeah. We set it up in 2014, I think. Did we? Yeah. Like, the minute I knew we were proper friends was then we all sent round photos <laughs> of ourselves looking at our worst <laughs> like my worst and that's our profile ever. picture and I was like now we know pic. we can trust each other yeah <laughs> and we just sometimes one person will just send a photo of where they are and then we all just copy it yeah yeah. or my, hideous photo alert and yeah, then there's like one, one of us with 15 chins well yeah. the best part is I started it and said it's all about the angles girls and I sent this hideous picture of me with like 50 chins and then another one from above where I was like really working it and trying to be all angular with my face and then Anna sent one and I was like yeah bad Lily sent one yeah bad and Ruth the model sends one and knocks it out of the park every single time because you just think you do not look like that how can you send a picture where you look like such an ogre and actually you're this stunningly looking woman but it's it's amazing it's a skill we all have yeah Yeah. and all it is is accidentally opening the front camera isn't it that is horrific I mean because you're looking down at like this and you think is that what I look like you know I think I think front opening cameras are the reason a lot of women refuse to have sex on top anymore do you reckon yeah Yeah, but when you're having yeah, you know, oh, that's oh from the. God. And you won't remember this because you're all too young. But the Golden Girls, there was a scene where <laughs> Blanche, who was the trampy one, what she enjoyed a very active life, came home and was horrified because she had seen what she looked like looking down, mm. and she said. I can never sit on a man again. And Dorothy went, oh, Blanche, throw your head back. Look, it's fabulous. And they all throw their heads back. And Blanche goes, I'm amazing. 
so yeah, yeah, none of that for me. Thank you very much. I know what I look like looking down. Oh my god, now I've got a total <laughs> complex. <laughs> What a way to round off the series. I hope that interview made you laugh as much as we did recording it. And if you want to keep up to date with their stuff, check out Caroline at carolinehirons.com and at carolinehirons on Instagram and Ruth at modelrecommends.com and at modelrecommends on Instagram. We loved recording that episode. Well done. That was a bit of a tongue twister, that Thanks. whole little paragraph <laughs> there. But that's it for series two of At Home With... Oh. Before we sign off, we do have some thank yous, though, to dish out. Firstly, we would like to thank all of our guests. Um, sourcing guests over the summer period, when everyone was on holiday, <laughs> wasn't the easiest of tasks, but we really appreciate those who gave up their time and made it work. Thank you for feeding us, hosting us, showing us around your homes, and just generally being great podcast guests. Thank you to our producer, Amy Elizabeth, who has done an amazing job at sound and production and for editing out all of our brain farts and ums and all the times that we get the giggles whilst we do the intro and outro. I'm really proud of us. We haven't had it this time. I thought well. I thought we would for the final one. Like, we'd be like, ah, like end of school, you know, when you watch a video at the end of term. Yeah. I thought it would feel a bit like that. I would just get the giggles and be like, oh, we're just watching Forrest Gump. That's no, I, think, I think we've done well. Yeah, not too many. No. Like, oh, look at us. We're 20 episodes down now. We don't... Uh, we are pros thank you to all of our sponsors we actually had sponsors for this season it was very exciting and we really appreciate the support and thank you to Acast for letting us use your recording space every Monday afternoon to record these bits where we just chat and thanks for the isololies that one time it was great we had Do you twisters that? Yeah. those twisters also thank you for today we've kicked out someone oh, because there was a bit of a mess up with we double table. booked we double booked it was our fault we're not living a very edited life <laughs> no. um, and so yeah appreciate that and finally, thank you to you, the listeners. Thank you for tuning in, for subscribing, downloading, for rating and reviewing at home with, for your comments, tweets, Instagrams, DMs, and for just generally sharing the love online. Your support means the world and it totally makes the five hour round trip to and from London to record these episodes 100% worth it. Thank you. Seriously, thank you guys. It's been such a pleasure and the feedback makes it all like worth it and it motivates totally. us to keep going. Totally. But that's it from us. Keep well, keep safe and thank you again for listening bye, bye.